Welcome to I Change the Narrative, a podcast about Black men inspiring, supporting, and empowering Black men and Black boys. This episode of I Change the Narrative is sponsored by So Organic, So Suave, also known as Sauce. Sauce is a luxury hair care and skin care refuge for those with thick hair and melanin-rich skin. From healthy beard growth to top of head hair styling to illuminating skincare regimen, Sauce Essentials will naturally enhance your outer appearance to strengthen your inner confidence. Sauce invites you to accept the authenticity and real self-care and embrace your best. You can find Sauce's award-winning grooming essentials online at sossd.co. Again, that's sossd.co. You can also follow Sauce on Instagram for the latest in product news and updates at sossd.co. Elevate your grooming with Sauce today. For the month of November, we are doing it a little bit different as it is a sauce takeover. And what that means is that we have come together and co-produced the show. And not only that, that sauce has chosen four pillars that are near and dear to their hearts and brands. So I say to sauce, thank you. Today's topic is it's more than fashion. It's a statement of identity. Before we start the conversation, I want to ask our guests to tell us about yourself and the work that you're involved in that lends itself to the topic or the lived experience. We're going to start with Chris. Thank you. Hi, my name is Chris. Um, I'm a content creator. I work in travel photography, editorial, beauty, fashion, lifestyle type content. Thank you. Dio. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm, you know, I'm the owner, creative director at Visionary Society. We're pretty much a lifestyle, definitely community-oriented brand. Really big on like the feeling the needs of the community around ourselves and everything, and try to just uh, we big on putting high quality product with a message. You know? So that's the lane that we're in. It's a lot of message and a lot of clothes we make, and uh, we big on the quality of the clothes that we make. And we've been going on five years, and yeah, that's us. Thank you. Jeremiah. Man, man, these guys are so modest, but uh, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, my name is Jeremiah Regis. I am the co-founder of Sauce, So Organic, So Suave Incorporated. Um, also the CMO, uh, Chief Marketing Operation. Uh, so uh, yeah, a little bit about me, um, you know, Sauce. Awesome, thank you guys for coming on the show, I really appreciate that. Um, as you all know, our black culture moves the world and those outside of the black lens know this and they see it, which is why they choose to monetize it. So our culture, I believe has had enough. My guests have seemed to take on that same attitude to either franchise us or we will not continue to franchise you or we'll take it in our own hands and will produce on our own terms. So this is currently a crisis, I believe, for Black men. We need to be franchising Black businesses, Black brands, and Black creators, because honestly, fashion capitalizes off of Black culture 
in every capacity. So gentlemen, let's get started. How has the fashion industry failed black men? We're gonna start with that and then we'll move into why it is you all do what you do. Anyone can take it. That's a real good question. I'm trying to figure out like a, a way to start it. I mean, I feel like it was uh, how it felt. I mean, just growing up, I feel like high school and middle school, I mean, I feel like we wore a lot of little brands, and, but it was never really Black-owned, to give it real. I mean, it was some Black-owned brands that I feel like that, that broke those, like the Sean John, John, the Rockerwares and everything. But I feel like they were the top brands. I mean, I feel like we was wearing, like, Dave and those, and all those kind of other brands, I feel like. So I feel they failed us because I feel like we set the trend. And we set the trend on how you, how we wear the clothes. How, we know what dope. We know. I feel like we set the trend on how to wear the clothes. And I think they felt this because I feel like they should have put us in more positions to like create the culture. I feel like they use a lot of our culture, and then they add. A, I guess they have the resources to start things. You know what I mean? So I feel like they should use more black faces to just just let them know that we, we are a big part of the movement of this whole street business. Started, you know, what I mean? it's been going on since like the eighties and before that, and, and not too many. Black pioneers when we think about those black grandfathers. Yeah, I can, I can agree to that. I feel like a lot of the culture and a lot of the styles that come out are really heavily influenced by black culture. But if you look at the marketing schemes and the tactics that they go about to portray the clothing, they don't usually use black people to show the products and the branding that they go about doing things. So I could say that's definitely a way I feel like they probably fail is by not including black people in general in mm. the in the ideas and the marketing ways that they go about putting out things. Mm -hmm. I think that's actually funny because Dio and then Chris, they both approach it differently, but talk about the same thing. Um, and it, at the end of the day, it's all about representation. Um, we, we have pioneers, but they've always been behind the scene, right? They're, they've always been put behind, right? Um, and I feel like now more than ever, we're realizing our value and our dollar and we're putting our money where our mouth is and we're putting ourselves in front. Um, so to your point, I completely agree. And I feel like we're finally getting to a shift where we're understanding our value um, and we're not taking no for an answer. We're, in, we're, we're, we're disrupting all industries uh, within fashion, um, tech and everything of that. So um, completely agree with both of these brothers here. Do these fashion fashion brands, do they need to support our black brands? Are we asking for their support? I, I think that's a that's a loaded question. Um I one for one, I do believe that, you know, it's always good to, you know, have access to um, you know, outside of just us. Um, you know, just because again, <laughs> I know everybody on here is not just thinking about being uh, uh, locally. We're thinking about being nationally, globally, right. um, and we're not just the only people. So um, I think you know, lending a hand is always cool, um, but you know, we always want to you know create the foundation and build up. For you. Um, so yeah. Hmm. I don't think they have to. I feel like they could be, but I feel like we are. I feel like at one point it had to, but I feel like we are at a point now we have a, we have a lot of resources. I feel like we could we could find make things at the same quality and the same rate. I feel like we have the point we just got to build our own own section, like our own Black Wall Street. You get know what I mean? So we don't I feel like we we tend to just wait for people to just recognize us and this and that blah blah. blah. And this, which is dope and everything, but I feel like we should we should go in with the mindset that we're the owners. This is us, and 
If they like it, they don't. They don't. But we're making something for ourselves. I feel like every culture, every race is doing it for themselves. But black people, we tend to just be the ones that's like, uh, can we? Can this race fuck? Like, I'm sorry. Can this race is cool with us and this and that, blah blah. So it's like one of the things I feel like should be viewed as uh, we just got to build it ourselves. Yeah. Can you ask the question one more time so I can get it? I said, do you think that brands outside of the black culture, since they're saying Black Lives Matter, and we want to stand behind Black Lives Matter. Do you think that there's a need for their support? Um, Are we asking for their support? I don't feel like I feel like we're asking for it per se. I think it's more so like we look at it from the perspective if you're going to implement a lot of our things from our culture into your branding, then we deserve recognition mm-hmm. rather than support. Because I understand like the perspective of people saying and they support in Black Lives Matter, but I would want the support to be organic rather than it's like it's a trend, like, oh, it's Black Lives Matter. So now let my brand support these black brands. I would personally for my own branding, I would want to brand that before Black Lives Matter and before it became like a popular thing to talk about Black Lives Matter. I would want to work with people that were supporting black brands before that. Mm-hmm. My perspective, because I feel like it'd be more organic and I feel like the relationship would be built on a stronger mm-hmm. like, foundation rather than it just being like a trend. Like you want me now while it's hot to be into the Black Lives Matter and supporting black brands, but as time dwindles down, then it's kind of like, you're not even on that wave as much anymore. Right, so. right. And even to that point, um, I think even now as, as consumers as well as creators, um, we look at companies differently because of what if they have a stand on what we believe in, like what 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 is your stance on this, right? We're being more conscious of how we spend our money. Okay, well, this brand didn't say anything when this was happening. They didn't have a voice. Well, I don't think I can support them, you know? Um, so I think I'm crazy is enough. I think it's the climate that we're in is a pretty good one. Um, we're, we're understanding that we need, it's about us. We need each other to get to where we need to be. Um, and if you're a closed mouth, don't get fed. If, if you're not saying anything, uh, as, as a company, as a corporation, then I can't stand with you, you know, as all of these things are going on. Um, a closed mouth is, it, it says a lot. So yes. definitely this climate. Yeah, and right. I definitely agree on about things being organic and everything. I mean, I'd rather a company that's that truly is for black people before before the trends and everything. Because uh, Black Christmas Month is coming up in February, and you're gonna get a bunch of magazines and they feature you and everything. But it's just because they know that it's Black Christmas Month and it's trendy. You know what I mean? That, I don't mind it because it looks it helps us as a company, but it's it's more so now they're using us. So my, we help we using them too. You know what I mean? We both using each other, but I'd rather a company that truly that truly like us that, that might support us in August. You know what I mean? When it's not trendy at all. Let's do something for black people during that time. It's almost like it's performative, Dio. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's very, uh, yeah, it's very uh, planned. It's very scheduled. It's very yeah. knowing when social media, when people are looking at certain things, it's very like that. I think. Yeah, I agree. So let's get into it. What, what got you all into fashion? You know, why is this important to you? What drew your interest? into this whole fashion industry? Um, uh, well, in this case, for us, um, we are, we're a grooming lifestyle brand. And we understand that grooming isn't just 
haircut, beard, skincare. That's not it. Grooming is all of uh, is all of it. Everything in, in encompasses. So um, when we talk about mental, we talk about clothes. We talk about how you take care of yourself. So fashion has been a big part of Sauce. Um, most recently, we did have a, a, a clothing brand, but we you know we understand that we need to keep. We have to realign ourselves and focus on one thing, but we understand that our clothing has to speak to who we are. We were very intentional the clothing that we were creating. Um, as far as the, 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 the clothing, it it would say, it would have affirmations, I am, and what we represent, right? Um, so we were very, very intentional with um, the type of product that we were releasing. Um, so to that point, um, What's actually funny, uh, to, to bring it back, fashion has always been in my life. Um, actually, one of my favorite rappers, Nas, actually is a, 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 a big portrait behind me. But in um, one of his songs back in the day, he said, always stay fly, keep your pajamas Armani, right? And I always kept that in mind. Keep, I, kept, you know, I always kept that in mind. And, and I always made sure that I had to keep myself up to par and made sure that every day I walked outside, it, I was ready for whatever was to come with it. So um, that's that's how that's how I got into fashion. Wow. wow. Anyone um, else? I would say I think for me, fashion is like a big form of like self-expression. So like, um, especially like growing up in this, I grew up in South Carolina, and like a lot of people tend to like dress alike or follow trends. And I always look at a way of like fashion being that way that I can set myself apart from everybody else by creating my own style towards things. So right. fashion always was a big way for that to be a thing. Like I've always tried to stray out the norm of what everybody else was wearing and find things that reflected me and my personality and things that I like. So fashion was always a big thing for me. And uh, when it comes to like photography per se and Fashion is big because it's like representation, like okay. how people can view um, us as a culture already and incorporating photography with that. It's like you're showing the representation of what black people, black men, how we dress and our style through okay. fashion, but also putting it out with uh, with art is creating representation of this is how black men dress. This is how who we are and showing the many different styles that we all have. So. That was one of the big things for me, what led me to be interested in fashion and then getting into like fashion photography. Yeah, I definitely looked at it as a form of communication growing up. I feel like I was, I was kind of like quiet a little bit. I wasn't like the most uh, talking person in the world. And I feel like my outfits would start a conversation with people. You know what I mean? So it's like somebody's wearing a dope, dope pair of sneakers. You're like, man, like the sneakers and I started a conversation. So it was kind of like the way. That's how I first like fashion. I feel like it was like just a way of communicating. You wear your profile the same thing. I can start a conversation, and then I guess little by little, I got it. I got more into fashion. I started liking fashion more, and I feel like I started more liking streetwear. I didn't really like too much high fashion. I felt like, mm -hmm. the, brand, like the Gucci and all those bigger brands. I, felt, I mean, it was too expensive. I felt and I was very like a comfortable kind of person. So I was right. big on those brands like a Supreme or Vapor. It's something you could wear every day. You know what I mean? And as I as I started doing my own brand, and everything I started to getting to menswear more and like actually making more pieces and dressing up and this and that. So yeah, it was definitely like a view of communication and then I guess lack of seeing a lot of black faces. I feel like I was spending a lot of money 
on a lot of brands and uh, yeah, I feel like I was sending a lot of things, a lot of trends, I would say, but I would, but it was never like a black face, you know what I mean? And then I feel like a lot of, yeah, like it was just a change. I wanted to just be that person. Maybe I could just create a lane for it just as, as, as a designer for other people around me and everything. And that's how I looked at it. Right. Yeah. What are some of the ways you and other black men approach fashion, whether it's creating, whether it's dressing, for different events. Talk to us about that. Can you rephrase that question a little bit? Um, what are some of the ways you and other Black, What? how do you approach fashion? How do I approach fashion? Yeah, be it personally and if you're creating, designing, whatever. Uh, I'm personally doing like uplifting in a way. I feel like it's, that's the lane that we took as a brand. We felt like it was a lot of brands that's making dope clothes, but we was we were going to say we wanted to make dope clothes with a message. You have to leave them with something, and you, when you're wearing the clothes, you might have a year later and there's a quote or something that resonates with you. I feel like that's how we attack fashion is more so trying to just uplift people and little, throw little messages with our clothes and everything. We definitely have a very simplistic approach, I would say. Like our clothes are very simplistic, but like the quality is very on point that you can kind of wear it over and over. But it's very simple. Everybody, we throw like a little message, it might, and it might be like a little hidden message. And you might see it when you're watching your clothes, and then now it's like it, it resonates with you. It might be something that you that you really, really relate to. You get what I mean? I feel like y'all can relate. Is our is our brand model, and we're big on that because uh, we're big on relatable stuff. Like we want to make something that you relate to. It might be something that you relate to when you was ten years old, 15, 20, but it's something that you seeing in your life at a certain point. Mm. I would do with Dio. I like what he said when he said he uh, approached fashion from wanting to have a message behind it. So I don't I don't have my brand started yet, but I have like a lot of sketches and everything started. And a big thing that with my brand is wanting to have a message behind the clothing, like have dope clothing, but also have like a reason like you wearing something and you feel empowered because of the, the mm -hmm. story and the philosophy behind the branding and what you know about the piece that I made for you. So and comfortableness of things. So okay. I've been um, really wanting to have clothes that feel good on you. The fabrics feel good and mm -hmm. how they fit you. Like you don't feel tight in your clothing. Like it's like, it's loose yeah. on you. It's, it's just comfortable. So mm -hmm. I look at it like being cozy. That's kind of where I want to go with my branding. It's like, you feel good in the pieces that you have. Like mm -hmm. look at it like that favorite jacket or something or that favorite shirt. So trying mm -hmm. to bring that into the clothing and make it something that you appreciate. Awesome. Have you established a certain style yet? Yeah, I think um, the style for my clothing in the beginning, I feel like it's going to be a lot of relaxed, oversized type things. Okay. Okay. Well, actually, so it's, it's, I have two points to this. So for me, well, for one, can you rephrase your question? Can you ask the question again? So yeah. What is your personal approach to fashion? And then in your creative realm, what's your approach for others? Wow. Well, so it's, it's one of two things, right? And I, I hope I can communicate this in a way that I can bring them back all together. Um, so one was something that I was always raised to know is to dress where you want to go, right? Mm -hmm. um, so for me, um, I, I know this is a lot different from everybody else. Every, I, <laughs> everybody else the same but for me um i was always taught to you know dress where i want to be not where i'm at right so um 
I always looked up to those reading GQ magazine, trying to figure out how I can incorporate that into my own style. I didn't always have it, you know what I'm saying? So for me, I was always trying to figure out different ways, whether if it was, I had to go thrifting or if I had to, you know, you know, find different ways or borrow clothes from my cousin, you know, just to, just to stay fly, you know? Um, But when we incorporate it into sauce now, um, I want to say that, we're very, very intentional, as we said it before. Um, we want our clothes, um, just our style of, of who we are to represent our, our clothes to represent who that is, right? Um, so when we talk about uh, what's on our clothing, we want to be intentional, right? The quality of the product, we want to provide the highest of quality. Um, typically, you know, historically speaking, uh, you know, when people think of black owned, they say, oh, oh, it's black owned, oh, it's a mom and pop. No, we're talking about quality. We're talking about uh, uh, the highest grade. That's that's what we're talking when we say black owned. We're, that's, that's, we're trying to change that narrative um, of what, uh, uh, what, what, what the, the, the historic term of black owned means. Um, but, uh, I, I hope I hope I roll that together, right? Um, yes. so that, that's a little bit about me and how I approach my my, my fashion. Okay, that was great. Intentional, and I like when you said at the end too. The thing about uh, I feel like some, some sometimes people do have like ideas about something being black owned. They see it in a certain type of light, and I feel like what he said, like having looking at black owned is something of quality. I feel like that's very important. So that's like what we are we're kind of kind of trying to get at is like quality is like we're putting that as like one of the main things of what we want to do. It's like a mindset thing. I feel like we just stuck on this mindset that black owned is just either bad quality or bad service or just a lot yeah. of things. But I feel like it's changed over the over the last couple of years. I feel like a lot of the rise kind of helped a little. Keeping it around the last two three years, I feel like it helped a lot a little bit. People kind of switching the way they think, but I mean, we still not where we want to be. But it's a progress, I would say. Mm. So help other black men out. How teach us how teach black men? I'm sorry, teach black men how to be unique in their fits. Mm. What's some of the things that they need to to do to be unique? And teach our younger ones, our, our college uh, students. Give us some tips. Well, I, I can jump into this real quick because let me let me be honest. Um, I had an identity crisis for so long um, because I came from one place, but now I'm in college and now I'm in this world. And it's like it happened so fast that I didn't get the time to really embrace it. So. Um, I had to figure a way to just put everything together, create this melting pot. Um, so for me, what I would say is be comfortable in your own skin first. Um, and your style will come, it, it, would, it would blossom, right? Um, that's my biggest thing, right? Um, because if you don't know yourself, you can put as many articles of clothes on and you will never actually feel comfortable. Um, so, so that's, that's, that's my biggest thing. Um, find out what you like, you know, forget about what the status quo is, right? Forget mm-hmm. about what Tom is wearing. Forget about what Jake is wearing. Forget about what Jerry's wearing. What do you like? 
find what you like, experiment, you know, okay. and then once you figure that out, that make it your own style, embrace it, whatever it is. No, not now. No, nobody on this call right now has the same exact style. Dio has his style. Chris has his style. I have my own. Yeah. But we all represent ourselves very, very well. So it's 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 it's, it's deep. It's deep. You have to do some deep diving. Right. Right. I like what Jeremiah said in the beginning, like uh, being comfortable in your own skin. I think that's like, especially in the black community, because I know like in a lot of the culture, like. Sometimes people don't wear certain things that they might actually like just because they're like maybe afraid of what somebody else might say, depending on their outfit or something like that. Like me and Jeremiah, we, we wear like scarves around our neck, right? It's kind of what do you what do you think it's called? Like a, it looked kind of like an ascosh or something like that, right? Maybe. Yeah. But I wear that with a sweater, and some somebody might look at that as like weird or something that they might be com not comfortable with. But me personally, I like it, so I don't really. I'm not going to look at an opinion of what somebody else might say and make me feel bad about what I'm wearing. So I feel like that's definitely one of the biggest keys is like being comfortable in your own skin and having that confidence to wear what you like, despite what somebody else might say. Because I feel like listening to those opinions uh, deter you from wanting to be your true self and express yourself in the way that you want to and you're letting everybody else kind of cloud your vision. So I feel like that's definitely like the first part that as black men, we should start with first is like being comfortable to wear what we want, how we want, and not being worried about like being judged because of how we want to portray ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. So there's no rules to this. Is that is that what you're saying, Chris? Yeah, that's what I would say. Cause uh, especially like it's funny like growing up in the South. Like a lot of times when I was growing up, I would kind of. Say I go in a place that's full of like a lot of white people and I have on something that I feel like is like crazy stylish and I could just see people looking at me and you can kind of feel away like, oh, maybe my outfit is this or my outfit is that. But in my opinion, I look at it like I'm just fresh and they don't have the same type of sense of style. Not saying that what they're wearing isn't as good or is it bad. I don't I don't judge anybody's outfit. You can wear whatever you want, blue jeans and a white shirt, and I still think you're a great person. But it's sometimes you can be in certain environments where somebody might judging you look extremely out of the normal. So I feel like you're gaining that confidence in yourself to be able to go in any place where you don't look like anybody else and being comfortable. That's like a key to finding your own self-expression and your own personal style. Right. Right. Yeah, I definitely think confidence is number one, I feel like. Because uh, I feel like you can make a white t-shirt look great. If you're confident with it, a white t-shirt and a nice chain, some jeans. I've seen people wearing the club and they look better than some people that might be wearing a thousand dollar outfit. You get what I mean? So I feel like it's definitely confidence. Like how you wear it. I feel like Rihanna's the queen of that. Like she's she I feel like she wears anything. Like she might wear something that's super expensive the next day. She might be in a thrift store. And she's just she has a lot of confidence that it's she makes anything look good. You know what I mean? I feel like we uh -huh. tend to like clothes and we think clothes is gonna make you into this cool person. I feel like it's who you are as a person, and you making them close how they are. You're making them close, keeping it real. So I definitely think it's confidence. I mean, definitely original. You got to be original a little bit because I mean, you can't be copying anybody else often and think anybody's going to phrase you're going to see it. But I think it's a it's a mixture of being confident and just being original. And comfort is definitely the biggest thing. I feel like you got to be comfortable with yourself to be confident. You got to know what you like. You got to like kind of block the crowd and everything, and just this is this is your style. You get know what I mean? So I definitely uh -huh. think. Number one, though, if I could tell any like younger kids, if they stop, just be confident wherever you're wearing. I mean, 
You mm-hmm. you decide what's hot a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you define what's hot. That's right. That's facts. Yeah. That last love that. Uh, even to that point, like, I, I remember watching this interview. Uh, Jay-Z had said something. I walk in the room as myself. I don't, I, I, I'm confident in Right, you know, he, he has a different hairstyle now, but he's in corporate meetings, right? And he's shaking the room, right? Like, listen, I am who I am. Mm-hmm. This is, you're gonna accept me as I am, no assimilating here. So, um, accept that, accept who you are, and be confident in it. Put your best foot forward, just understand yourself, and you, you'll always win, regardless of what you're wearing. I like that. Understand okay. yourself. That was good. That was good. I'm sorry, Chris, what did you say? I was just saying, I really like what Dio said. Like, uh, it was kind of at the end. He was saying, like, the confidence kind of like that screams more than the outfit sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'll wear something that's to me is so plain, but people, just the way you're wearing it and the way you're carrying yourself by how you're portraying yourself by wearing it, like, people will resonate with that more than there's been times I've seen people, I think their outfit is better than mine. But I guess just how I'm carrying myself, they're complimenting me. And I'm just thinking, bro, you fresher than I am. But this, like, I guess how I'm carrying myself, they feel something from what I'm wearing as well. So I feel like the confidence of just that energy of just come from you. So when yeah, I like bro. what he said about it. And he's like, and I think Jeremiah piggybacked on that and said, like, you create the fire, you create what's fire. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that's facts. Like, if Jeremiah thinks something is fire, it's fire. If Dio thinks it's fire, it's fire. If I think it's fire, it's fire. Nobody's opinion is wrong. It's just what you think, and that's what all that matters. And I feel like when you're, when you're like overconfident too, it makes people around you they think it's hot too. So now the people that that they even they like they like yo they he's they like oh, they just believe in you now. So you probably <laughs> wonder, but they don't they don't believe in you so much. So that shit is hot. He he wouldn't wear some bullshit. You know what I mean? He might not even like it, but the confidence done brainwashed him into liking it. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that's what. A little bit. Okay. What do you all? Um, so I'm seeing, I'm looking at you guys, and there's three different styles in here. So tell me about um, whose style you enjoy. Um, I don't want to say imitating, but whose style do you relate to as far as the culture is concerned? Like, where does it come from? Who do you compare your style to? Who have you learned from? Mine, mine is hugely Kanye inspired. Yes, I see that. I feel like everybody, yes. I feel like Kanye was like he trending a lot of different things. Like, he was definitely one of those pioneers. I was like Pharrell a lot. I feel like Pharrell made it cool to just be. Pharrell's just mad laid back and chill. You know what I mean? He might, like I said, he might walk in with a T and some shorts. And you're like, yeah, he's cool as shit. You know what I mean? That's what I like about Pharrell. Like, he's like, he showed me confidence. He's like, you kind of weird. You should be chill, but it's like how he cares himself. But I like uh, Pharrell. I wouldn't say like I'll, I'll, like I dress like them, but it's people that I definitely took notes from and everything. I like Pharrell. I like Kanye as well. I definitely like ASAP as well. I feel like ASAP brings up. ASAP. Yeah, ASAP. Yeah, I see that. Very confident. He's very, uh, he wears a lot of, I feel like he, wore, he wears a lot of things that black men wouldn't have worn back in yeah. the day. And he made it kind of cool. And like he has like a street sort of high fashion route a little bit. So I do like ASAP, Kanye, and Pharrell. So those are like the top models. I like how ASAP, he wears a lot of colors and flowers and stuff like that. And it's like, as black men, people people might, yeah. in certain corners, people might view a black man wearing flowers like, like in a certain type of way. But to me, yeah. like, I feel like that's fire. Like, what's wrong with color? So I like, I like to incorporate a lot of color and stuff. So I'll take like, like, 
watching ASAP, he made me end up. I bought this purple jacket. It got like purple flowers on it, and I love that jacket. It's like my favorite jacket. But just look, it was an outfit that ASAP had on one day, and it kind of inspired me to get that. And then with Kanye, he inspired me like in the sense of layering and colors, definitely, because I like how the Yeezy brand. It's a lot of like earth tones, and so that got me out of like wearing a lot of like solid colors like a blue or a red i don't really own that many type of clothes like that but like sage greens and lavenders and mauves and colors like those i i wear a lot i would say for me um i i, I wouldn't say i have a celebrity um i have somebody a little bit closer to me uh it's my cousin neil um like he kind of he was like my big big brother that took me under his wing and like he picked me up from school and said hey I don't like what you got going on. Let's let's go to the store and get me some fresh gear, you know? Um, he really molded my style um from 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 pre-K on, you know? Um so he really had a big hand with that. And to speak to his style, he's it's versatile. He can step into any room and still um, be able to speak to anybody. And that's the type of style I always want to um hold. Um so he can wear a suit. And he can wear a suit and some shoes, and he can wear a suit and some sneakers. He can dress up, he can dress down. He can put, be put in any room and still be the flyest. And I always wanted to have that level of confidence as well as style. Um, so so, so, so I, I really generally don't have, I, I could say sprinkle of Kanye though. I will say that, wow. but mainly uh, uh, my cousin Neil, 100%. Neil do be <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, so I'm just thinking as you're talking, Chris, um, about the colors. Um, my father will eventually listen to this later on today. And um, I know, and I'm teasing you, Dad, if you're listening, well, when you listen. Um, my dad um just cannot understand why my son during prom wore hot pink, a hot <laughs> full hot pink uh tux to prom and you know how he 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 you know picks pink bow ties with the paisley you know the other paisley colors in there so um you know this this conversation is making me happy right now because um i know this is going to be a conversation that my father and i will have um and he'll take us back in this conversation um that we have later on to you know what was appropriate to dress um, as he was coming up. So, um, and I, I haven't heard any of you um, mention that, uh, you know, about the history of dress back then as far as how we've come from the basic blue and black to now we are just on the spectrum of all the colors in the palette. So, um, well, that's, yeah. that's a really good point. Um, like. Like even just pink, right, or 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 or, or more lighter colors were yeah. not being in the in, in our culture, a sense, right? Um, there's a lot of people, a lot of creators that made it more acceptable, and we all embracing it now more than yeah. ever. It's okay to for men to wear pink, you know what right. I'm saying, regardless of what your uh, um your your interest is. Like it's okay for us to wear purple. It's okay for us to wear orange. It's okay for us to wear whatever color it is and it also always going to go back to the level of confidence you can't tell me this hot pink ain't hot <laughs> right. I, 
you, when I wear colors, that's crazy. I, I, want, I want somebody to say something to me. Just you so know, like, 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 you want to walk in the room with that level of confidence. Like, yeah. your son, Jeremiah, man, he I, if he liked it and he believed it was hot, nobody okay. could tell him anything. You know, and again, we're as a culture, we're industry disruptors. We're making we're making the we're setting we're setting the trends and we're right. we're making it we're saying what's right what's not so again right. the colors there's no color schemes that we can't get into right it looks really well on our skin complexion too like right yes there's these different hues of colors like it looks amazing on brown skin and lighter skin it yeah. just feels well especially like oranges and, and purples yes. I feel like he was kind of doing that, and I feel like maybe it wasn't as popular, but I thought he was wearing a lot of like bright colors. And like I said, he comes off like comics and everything. But I, I, I think fashion always repeats itself a little bit. Like it's like things that's been doing a little bit that we have like a little twist to it. But uh, I, I love it. I, I, I love seeing people trying different colors and just figuring out like a, you can't just my based on the color you wear. You know what I mean? I'm learning about new colors I know about. Like he just named some color. Like, that's, the color. that's like that's a good part about that. Right. What are some of the current trends that you all are seeing? Cozy. That that cozy style is is more. It's like you can wear cozy anywhere. You can be cozy in the club. You can be cozy at a restaurant, high-end restaurant. You can be cozy anywhere. I think that trend, not even, I don't even think it's a trend anymore. I think it's a it's, it's a staple at this point. Yeah. Cozy is what's hot right now. I don't I think it's, 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 it's a thing. Um, and it, it can incorporate into streetwear. It can also incorporate into more so um, uh, suiting. So I've seen, like, suits that uh, uh, uh not uh more so sweatsuits that are like tailored sweatsuits. Like mm-hmm. that's still considered as cozy, right? So I think I think cozy is it. And yeah. is that what Chris you're wearing? Yeah, I, like more more so like oversized. Like I like a lot of like sweaters where the seams of the shoulders don't stop at the shoulder. They kind of the seam like the sweater I have on under here, the seam stops here. I like that oversized feel. It just feels good on the body to have something that's just like isn't compressing you. So that's really what I've been getting more into. And uh, I've noticed like a lot of guys, like even like black men, especially like challenging what's the norm of what we wear. Like I was at a party last night and I saw a kid. He had a a crop, like a crop top type sweater. And I thought that was really interesting looking like it was a sweater, but it was like, you know how women wear crop tops? They kind of stop at the belly button. Uh-huh. He had that on, but he had a shirt on under it, and so it was like layered. It was like a t-shirt, but then he had the crop shirt on. I've noticed like a lot of people starting to do that, like that crop look. Uh-huh. It's kind of like taking things that I guess would be normally seen as feminine, but men wearing it and being comfortable in it. Uh-huh. Like when I wore a scarf, like I was when I first bought the scarves, I was thinking like, oh, this kind of feminine. But when I put it on, I was like, no, nah, that look fire. So I, I wore it anyway. But it's just kind of like challenging what. The gender roles of clothing is i don't feel like certain clothes have like gender roles it kind of just like if you like it you can just wear it right um i yeah. think oh go ahead dia i'm sorry no you're good you're good i feel like one of the best the one of the biggest trend i mean one of the big trends right now is the like the flare a lot of people's doing the flare pants it's like a 
like a little bit more white on the bottom, so it's kind of like that seventies kind of style a little bit. Yeah. But uh, I actually kind of like it. I mean, it's different. They're definitely different. But I think it's a. Uh, it's definitely like people are more comfortable now. It's like it's that. If you wore that like ten years ago, probably, they probably would have laughed at you or something. Sure. But now like, I see people they putting it with the outfits. It's kind of like stacking it with some nice like, sneakers and then adding a different twist to it, which I, I do like. I see a lot of a lot of high and a lot of more, more brands do that. The whole flair thing actually was a, a gallery department, like actually black owned. I feel like it was one of the, like I first do, but I kind of started that trend to keep it real. And they're a black owned brand as well. So it's good to know that we trending things and there's a lot of higher, higher end brands that's that's doing it as well. Mm-hmm. I kind of said something in the beginning too, though. You said fashion repeats itself, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we talk about how we talk about jeans with flares, we talk about uh, uh, loose fitting clothes, like that was a thing back in the day, right? We talk about bell bottom, we talk about boot cut, we talk about all these things. It's just a trend that's coming right back, right? And fashion is forever, you know what I'm saying? It may go away from now, but it's, it's going to come right back. So um, absolutely, I agree with Dio and I also agree with Chris. Yeah. Even though he's popping, like, in a fresh print, he's going to wear some crop shirts. Yeah. Like, it's definitely like early 90s, 80s kind of vibe I agree um, one of the things, Chris, you mentioned, um, I think twice, is about the scarves. Um, I don't know if you guys researched this, but I'm I'm into, for some reason, I love men's suits, um, black men's suits. And I'm very into that. And even there was one point in my life, um, it was like a secret um, aspiration. I wanted to um, dress men, you know, for different events in, in suits or whatever. And um, I was looking up the dandy period. I don't know. You guys should look that up um, since Jeremiah and Chris, you're into the, you know, the scarf, the dandy period uh, for black men was out of this world. That's where you have the loud plaid. Um, and I think um, Neandre, what's his last name? Neandre Bruchard, I think um, he's very into that and promotes that when he goes out and has have these different um well he leads these different men's suits movements in different towns different places so um look that up when you get a chance because um it's very important um you know to the style i think that you that you like um so what is coming up next in fashion what what are your thoughts coming up you know what are your predictions I just think the future of fashion is very black. That's that's my one thing I kind of mm-hmm. kind of just looking around. I'm just it's dope black designers from Cali, just from all Cali, South Carolina, and all all states. I'm just thinking it's like the future of fashion is just a lot more black. I feel like we just there's a lot of designers going to break a lot of boundaries, just a lot of yeah. different styles. I just feel like we just you know, we got all the resources that we could we could make a clothes that we couldn't make back in the days. I just feel like the future is. Now that nobody can stop us, I feel like we have we're creative now. We're just going to take it to the next level. So I do, I do think the future of fashion is a lot more black faces on a on a higher level and a lot more respect for what we do. Right, hundred percent plus one. As creators as a whole, I believe that you know we're industry disruptors, right? So we are the the new we are the hot was hot we are was not so um to to what dio said 100 percent agree the, the future of fashion is black black 
AF. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, you have several different upcoming uh, um, upcoming fashion brands. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, we'll be the next LVMH. We'll be the next. You know, we'll be the new fashion house. So, um, I think again, black. That's mm-hmm. that's absolutely. Chris, yeah. I agree with everything they both said, and uh, yeah, basically, I, I agree with that. I don't really have anything to add to it. Okay, no, no problem. Um, what are some wardrobe essentials for the black man? Essentials. Sauce. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Go ahead, I'm big. I love flannels. I, I don't look like that's my style. I'm a flannel guy. I like to be cozy. I, like, I think I always say like flannels has like a, a ten year span. I feel like a, there's a lot of things that die and everything that that comes out. I feel like a flannel that you're 25, that you're 40, you're gonna know how to put a flannel together. So I feel like a flannel, like, like a lumberjack jacket, a nice something that's like the, that's, those are like Thomas. I, I always love flannel. It's kind of been growing up, so that's my favorite piece of item. I feel like you can dress it up however you want. You can look clean. You can look treat. You could, and it's a lot of you can do so much things. I like flannels. I like to like that, that's my vibe. Too. I feel like you need that in your wardrobe. Okay. I agree. I like flannels. I would say like hoodies, just really well made hoodies. You can't go wrong with a hoodie, like in in any type of way. Mm-hmm. So just things that like are timeless, like uh, Dio was saying, flannels, hoodies, bomber jackets. Uh, sweats, because those are just things that you can just wear in any type of like setting, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Things that uh, anywhere you go, it just kind of fits the theme. Mm-hmm. I love that. And like I said the first time, I wasn't joking. Sauce, like really. Uh, so you know, we we talk about self-expression, fashion is self-expression, right? Um, you know, even when it comes to styling your beard or styling your hair or styling your skin, right? That all comes into fashion, um, grooming as a whole. So um, I believe that <laughs> essential is actually sauce. Um, right. But on a lighter note, <laughs> <laughs> I think a, a personally a good suit. I think every man should have one yes. solid suit. Um, mm-hmm that can even be dressed up or dressed down, you know, um, just one. And I personally, it, it can be a color, it, it should be gray, um, because a gray suit can be dressed up or dressed down. It can be more to a movie, it can be worn to a fashion it can be, you know, worn to the club. So I think a, a solid suit, um, whether it's double-breasted or a pinstripe, um, you're talking to somebody that, yes. that's more. So um, I would say a, definitely a well-tailored Taylor. Yes. Um, I would agree with you on the suit, um, a tailored suit. But also, if I had to add to this conversation, I would say a nice timepiece. I think that is important to a black man's wardrobe, whether you're cozy, whether or not you're dressed dressed up in a suit or whether or not you're just being trendy out on the town. I think that there's always a nice timepiece that completes the outfit as well as a nice shoe. Absolutely, absolutely. Well shined, uh, a good timepiece is definitely a necessity. I, I completely agree. Mm-hmm. That this can make a break. Like, like, uh, 
So you're looking at sneakers. I mean, you got some bad shoes and suit. You're gonna look oh, at yeah. super, like it's like shoes is number one. Like they even just sneakers, like whatever shoes you're wearing. That's what people look at them. It's kind of crazy. Yep, I, I agree about the sneakers as well. I, I forgot to mention, but those are my top two: the timepiece as well as the shoe. So, um, all right. Are there any don'ts for black men as there far is, as their wardrobe is concerned? Are there any don'ts? There is no don'ts. We, we, okay. we, again, we set the thing. We are what we believe is hot and what's not. So you do what you believe and walk with confidence, and you will never feel like there's a don't. Mm -hmm. The world. Hundred percent. I don't think there's any don'ts. Like as long as somebody happy and they're expressing themselves and they're not harming nobody else with what they're doing, mm -hmm. do, do you? Yeah, I think yeah, it's no rules in fashion, man. It's like wear what you like. I mean, yeah, as long as you like, you said, you're not wearing no shirt, no, no. I would say no bag hat or anything like that. But, you know, just yeah, be yourself. As long as not a crazy statement. Huh? Okay. Okay. Any any last thoughts about fashion? Anything you want to say? Anything that was not asked that you you want to talk about is is on, in fashion? Anybody? Mm, my only thing is uh, and I, I was saying nobody sees things how you see things. I mean, in fashion in the world, nobody sees how you see it. You'd be surprised. Like a crowd of people out there that just love your vision, like they love Chris vision, love Jeremiah vision. And then you gotta find that crowd that like your vision. You know what I mean? It's a crowd for everybody. There's people that's gonna fill you. Just, uh, just believing in yourself and your vision is your vision. Like it's, nobody has that vision. That's something you gotta know. Like you're born with that vision. Absolutely. I'll leave this one tidbit. There's one quote that my cousin Neil uh, once told me. The world of every day is a fashion show. The world is your runway. And it means that, to me, it means that every day you step out, make sure you put your best foot forward and be the best version of yourself. Um, so keep that in mind in everything you do, and you will always be uh, the best version of embracing yourself, so. Right. I like that. Yeah. That gave me, that gave me something to say now after you said that, because uh, I'll agree, like, um, if you make the conscious effort to go out your way to just, Make sure you style yourself well in your day. Like I've noticed with me, like when I get dressed up, even if I'm just sitting at home and I still put on some nice cozy clothes and just chilling, I just feel better. So it's like making sure I'm groomed regardless of what I'm doing, like treating every day like it's the wrong way. Like it, it really helps with your confidence and the way you go about your day. So I think that that's important because a lot of people don't really, some people might see fashion as a thing where it's not that important, but it's deeper if you really look at it from like a psychological standpoint when you're taking care of yourself in a better way you you move different and you you're more confident when you're caring about your appearance so right i like right. that today. um so when i mentioned about the are there any don'ts one of our listeners said that sagging pants is a don't what are your thoughts about that sagging i would agree to that that's facts okay yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not a sagging pants kind of guy. Uh, right. I have sagged my pants since I was in high school or right. even like sophomore year. Um, I, I gave it up a long time ago. So, once upon a time was a thing. I didn't need it. You know, there's levels to sagging too. I feel like though, yeah. some people yeah. like 
I'll never wear my pants on my waist, what they consider a waist. Because when I get measured for things, they seem to put the waist like almost like on my stomach. I'll never wear my pants there. I feel like I wear them like mid, like below the belly, kind of like in the, you get what I'm trying to say, but I would never do it to where like my butt is hanging out. I feel like that's, right. that's weird. Right. But yeah, I think it's having my pants all the way up either. Like it's kind of like uncomfortable. Yeah. But I wouldn't have my like you're not gonna see my box everywhere in this and that's also like it's level so Yeah. Right. And I think one of the other things that we need to think about is um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of us dress according to where we're from. And for some, the saggy pants is a way of of expression, to be honest. So um, for others, you know, they do it for other reasons, but, um, you know, the sagging pants is, is what it is, so. Yeah, it's not, yeah. Yeah, so we all come to agreements when it comes to that. Yes, I too don't wear it all the way to my belly button either. It's always below the stomach um, right. where it's comfortable um, for right. me personally. Um, so it, it may seem like I'm sagging, but you will never see my um, my boxers. Um, yeah. I, just, right. I think I think she's, she's talking about that type of sag where it's like they got a shirt on that's way too small. And then they yeah. It's probably like I'll, I'll, I'll sag sweatpants just to get that 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 crinkled look near yeah. the, where the shoe is. But at the same time, I'm wearing an oversized hoodie or an oversized shirt to where it's covering up the back of it, so you can't even see my boxes. But if I'm wearing a shirt that's way too small and it's tight and it's stopping right at my waist, then of course you will see the um, boxes and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. it's definitely yeah. just to like yeah, definitely variation. But uh -huh. consider it as sagging. I wouldn't even consider it what you said or what Dio said as sagging. Yeah, right. So right. It's like when you got right. that joint. Like, pants really too comfortable. Yeah. Right. Because right. even it's crazy. Like when we were kids, we probably all sagged. But then I was like, if I see somebody when I see their underwear, I'm like, that looks stupid. It don't even look. <laughs> it literally looks stupid, in my opinion, at least. Like the handle. Right. Just open the door. It's like. It's like, damn, why are you even doing that? I don't even get it since I was People really had their butt out. Like, that looked wild to me. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I get every everything that you're saying, but we also have to understand, you know, it's it's the maturity level, I think. You know, you. I'm sure you. at some point, maybe, you possibly, maybe. It depends on your upbringing. Um, and, you know, if the parents said something to you guys about um, not showing your underwear, but those that I think that showed their underwear, I think that, you know, there was a level of maturity that they had not reached that you all, you know, have reached now in life. So we have to forgive them and, I'll agree. you know, teach them and show them. So gentlemen, that is our time. Um, but before we go, tell our listeners how they can connect with you, starting with Chris. Uh, you can reach me on Instagram and TikTok. My handle is St. Hendrix. It's S-A-I-N-T-H-N-D-R-X-X. Thank you. Dio. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. My brand page is at Visionary Society. And my personal page is at Supreme XY. Everything is pretty much on both pages. Awesome. Jeremiah. 
You can find us, sosds.co, um, S-O-S-S-D C-O. Uh, my personal brand, oh, which is me, <laughs> is uh, Mr. Regis, M-R. M-R, Mr. J. Regis, sorry, M-R-J-R-E-G-I-S on Instagram and all social platforms. Same with sauce. Awesome. Thank you for allowing me to showcase your stories for doing your part in um, sharing your narrative with us. And lastly, for keeping your commitment by being a part of the show. This means a lot. If you've enjoyed the show, please let us know. We would love to shout you out and post your comments. If you or someone you know is changing the narrative, please contact us at ichangethenarrative at gmail.com. We would love to share your story for I Change the Narrative merchandise visit ichangethenarrative.org. Thank you again to our sponsors, So Organic, So Suave. You can follow Sauce on Instagram for the latest in product news and updates at sossd.co. Meet us here next Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Thank you all for listening. Thank you guys again for being a part of the conversation.